I, mean, all ugly scene. I can't believe we're doing this shit. Hey, yo, we about to watch the all-NBA ugly team. So we want y'all to tune in. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Time to AM podcast. Yo, I, I'd rather talk about something else, but since yo, you want to talk about the NBA all-ugly team. Yo, it's J&D, D&J, whatever you want to say. We're watching the all-NBA ugly team. Man, just hurt to get this over with. Just, you know, stupid, you know, I just, I'm interested to see this. Don't do that to Charlie. That's my dude from Jersey. That ain't right. That ain't right, man. That ain't right. You know that ain't right. Is that Yo, you not right, bro. You not right. That's so wrong. Uh, why you got me watching this? <laughs> no, that's gorgeous George. A play on his ghoulish face. George Murrow's son. Wow. That, that motherfucker was an ugly motherfucker, bro. <laughs> that was an ugly motherfucker, bro. George Murrow's son? That was an ugly motherfucker, bro. He gave me the creeps through the screen, bro. Did he? Nigga, what? I'm like, oh, what is he? Nah. Nah, man. It's so off. Just, just, just say it. I don't. I don't. Like it was impossible to get up there. grossness. Yo. That's an ugly ass dude. NBA first team or ugly team. We kick things off with Lizard face himself, Sour Sam Cassidy. <laughs> so sour, he looks like he just brushed Bro, his teeth and bit into a Bro, any woman labeled that nigga, I question her. Can you be quiet? He I question her worth, bro. I'm trying to hear this. Having the widest nose in the history of mankind oh. has made Scotty Pippen a first team all-ugly all-star. He's the only player to win six championships and still use a dating service. His oh. face is rumored to be the reason Michael Jordan retired the first time. And the second time. <laughs> the captain of our NBA All-Ugly team has paved the way Tyron for other players worldwide. With a face like a gargoyle statue from a high-rise building, Tyrone Hill's Wikipedia page doesn't even show a picture. Rumor has it. Charles Barkley once lost 30 pounds on an exercise bike, trying to pedal away from Tyrone Hill in practice. Wow. Never known as a ladies' man, Calvin Booth exploded into the league, winning the Ugly Rookie of the Year and the MUP Award three straight years. For superior ugliness. I remember Calvin Booth. He's actually a pretty decent player. Oh, man. 
It wasn't that bad, man. But Sam Cassell, oh man, that's a, that's a good one. I think Sam Cassell got Tyrone Hill beat, bro. Listen, I, I do think Sam Cassell got my man beat, bro. Moving on. Yeah, we're moving on. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I can't believe we actually sat there and watched that. You can't get the, those those minutes back. I I can't. Never again. That's five minutes I'll never get back, Ray. For real. All right, so <laughs> let's get into the podcast. That's his son, bro. Let's get into the podcast. I don't even know what you, what are you looking at? Tyrone Hill? Might be his son. I don't know. No. Bro, if that was my dad, I would be like, Mom, what the fuck was you thinking? I would say, Mom, I, say, I, would, I, I would say, Mom. Then again, you don't know what the mother looked like. <laughs> My mom looked like she did in the 80s. And I came out those loins, I look at my mom like, All right, see. You, really, you, you really mixed your jeans with this ugly motherfucker. Yeah, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm, I'm not going to keep talking about <laughs> Some people so, just got bad. I mean, I thought I had bad genetics, but fuck. Dog. <laughs> Dog. Your life can't get no worse looking like that. I mean... He was an NBA pro, made money. Which, he can probably you're get sitting here joint. talking about him, so obviously he's a celebrity for you. But you're the one who brought him up as the ugliest no. nigga of all time. Listen, there was a reason for that. Because you brought up Kevin Garnett. And I'm like, okay, Kevin Garnett is not an ugly guy. Absolutely not. That nigga ugly. No, he's definitely not. This nigga's stupid. You just saw an NBA first team and you told my Kevin Garnett was ugly. He's not an ugly guy. Anyway, can we actually talk about real sports? Let's do this. Let's do this. All right, so <laughs> welcome back to another episode of the Time to Wait podcast. This is DT, my co-host here, JJ, who's never really paying attention. I don't even know what the hell you're doing. But anyway, so you ready, man? Let's do this, man. Let's weigh it in. Let's do this. All right, so let's go in real quick. So a couple of things before we start. Um... Your boy Kevin Durant said it again, bro. You know, you were telling me about this these accusations of him being emotional again. What's what's wrong with that guy? <laughs> you tell me. So he he he's on um they're talking about him on first take, Stephen A, undisputed <laughs> again for something else. And I'm like, what's what it is? And I'm like, okay. So I look it up and your favorite podcast, shout out to Wallow and them. Million dollars worth of game. Yep. Gilly and Wallow. <laughs> Shout out to my homies. It was good. So they had Kevin Durant on the podcast. And pretty much they immediately went in to ask him, like, yo, top five, top five, your favorite um, teammates. teammates. Yep. Best teammates, top teammates, whatever. And he listed everybody. He said Kyrie, James Harden. Steph, Clay, and I can't believe this shit. <laughs> I can't believe I it. Just, well, you know he, you know he was going, but you knew he was going to carry Russell Westbrook. You knew that. I don't even know why you pretended like you ain't know. Nah, because I'm listening to him like, wait, 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 Serge Ibaka. Yeah, that was definitely a reach. Wait, wait, wait. You talking about reaching? Now, this is why I'm saying like. 
you know, Kevin Durant's one of my favorite players of all time. But when you talk about top five all-time teammates that you played with, and you mentioned Serge Ibaka, which Serge Ibaka was a team that you played with in OKC. OKC. Which means there's no way you could forget about Westbrook, Westbrook. because Westbrook played, <laughs> played for the Thunder with you. So to say, you know what I'm saying, to say <laughs> this is the, Ibaka, and I like Ibaka, mid-range assassin, but you can't just completely omit Westbrook. There's no way. Leaf- but you know there's personal you know there's personal things with those guys. Like the way they act, I mean I'll be honest, I'm like, you know, does y'all have relations outside the court? Because y'all can like two females know. that you know, I don't know, two females, male, it's like they have some very awkward relationship. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. When you it, it depends on how you phrase it. If you say your favorite teammates of all time that you play with right, your top four or five, I think that's a little bit different in terms of the wording of it. If you say your favorite teammates, but your best teammates, Westbrook should got to be up there. They actually made a very, they had a good chemistry to me. Absolutely. I mean, they went to the finals. That's what I'm saying. Like, they had a really good chemistry. They had a good chemistry, had a good team. Everybody wanted to blame Russell Westbrook in the finals for them losing, but it, Miami was stacked. Yeah, and they were young. They were young. I mean, they, they, I mean, if you really look at it, OKC was stacked too. They were young, but they were stacked. They had James Harden. He may not have had, you know, being his, he wasn't in his prime yet, but he was still a good player, come off the bench as a six man. You had Serge Ibaka. You had Westbrook. Man, they had a really good team, man. They did. You had Kevin Durant. You know, like they, you know, that team was stacked. They were just young. You know what I'm saying? Like they were, they were a good team. And then I just think that they ran into a buzzsaw. Yeah, man. The LeBron James and Dwayne Wade, that team was not losing. And when I when I when I reflect back at that series though, it's ironic because OKC was in a lot of the the games, the first couple of games. They they just couldn't hold on to a lead and they just blew it. Especially late in like the third, fourth quarter. The series was actually closer. It ended up being four one, right? But it, it to me, competitively speaking, it actually was a little bit closer than the scores would indicate. It's just that they were a young team, man. Back then. Yeah, just like you know, we got the, excuse me, we got the age of analytics. It's just like boxing, man. Like, moments. Yeah. It's like basketball and boxing. If you don't see these moments, you know what I'm saying? People, the people lens of watching the game, like your lens is different from my lens. Right, man. right, right. I might say they was losing the game the whole time. You'd be like, what are you talking about? They was up four, five points and it right, was like right, right, right. six minutes left. They couldn't hold down to the lead, but they just plummeted. Right. But we, there's different lens. It's just different lens, man. Just like we watching the fight. You can watch a guy throwing a lot of punches mm-hmm. and missing, but he might hit him with two or three good ones. Right. And you'd be like, man, he's beating him. But I'm seeing this guy hit him with big shots, like power punches. Right. That a guy can't take for 12 rounds. 12 rounds, right. And then you'd be like, then you don't understand why this guy got overwhelmed in the later rounds and he's got knocked out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's just all about it, the yeah, moments. It's, a, it's the moments. I mean, but I, at two, it was a 2012, I believe it was, 2012 roster. They were good, man. Like, they, they were, I was rooting for them because, you know, I wasn't really with that whole, you know, not you, one, yeah, not two, not three, three not four, four that you bullshit. You was a hater. Nah, I, I'm not really a big LeBron James fan. I'm just not. And He's I, a hater. And, Dwayne, and D. Wade is my guy. But when they, when they teamed up, I was like, I'm out, bro. I hope Boston Celtics spanked them dudes, bro. 
And I, I was really, I mean, I looked at that 2012 team. You had James Harden, even Kendrick Perkins. Big Perk was on that team. Like, that was a good team. They just was young, you know what I'm saying? But then when you look at how everything transpired, and I think I told my brother this too, Kevin Durant, he was always the best player on that team, hands down. You know, no and, and before um, Kevin Durant departed to go to Golden State, um, it seemed like there was a little bit of shift from whose team was it, right? So you look at OKC, you say, you know for a fact Kevin Durant is the MVP of that team, is the best player on that team, but Westbrook is the ball-dominant guard, right? He makes plays happen. I mean, he's averaging a triple-double. You can see him ascending. Like, I think that um, Westbrook was actually improving year by year. So, the the despair, it wasn't really a bit of disparity, but the difference between Kevin Durant and Westbrook in terms of talent-wise was very, closer than people thought. Kevin Durant was still the best player, but Westbrook was ascending. And it started to seem as if it was becoming his team. He's a point guard, you know what I'm saying? He's he's a co-captain with Kevin Durant. Yeah, it's more of a point guard driven lead. Yeah, it, yeah, and and you know he you know he can take the ball and do whatever he wants with it. And I felt like at times Kevin Durant was somewhat complacent or non-aggressive at times. Like he'll get he's the most efficient basketball player I've ever seen in my life, bro. Yeah. He'll score thirty on ten shots, you know, eleven shots. I've never seen a scorer not only at his level what he can do with seven feet. Handle the rock, get to the basket, mid-range assassin, shoot from three, like all three levels he can score. But what impressed me about Kevin Durant is his efficiency, man. Like you'll see a lot of scorers in the day, back in the day, even up until now, high volume shooters take a lot of shots, don't matter. AI was a high volume shooter, even though he was great. Kobe Bryant at times, you know, was considered a high volume shooter. They if they go they'll miss their first 10, but guess what? They're gonna keep shooting until they, you know, make their next five or ten. To me, Kevin Durant, he'll shoot seven shots and make make his first five or six. That's how efficient he is. He takes really good shots. But I felt like with Westbrook, you know, Westbrook, two things that kind of hurt them in their relationship. Westbrook's poor decision-making sometimes with bad turnover situations like that, poor shot selection, and the fact that he just wanted to take over the game at times when I felt like Kevin Durant should have been more aggressive kind of was, to me, their demise. Like, it was like, okay... You could see a, a relationship with someone, almost like Kobe and Shaq. You could see there was egos getting away. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? And you could see their relationship was be, becoming more fractured. I think Kevin Durant just wanted a new start at a new place. So when I look at Kevin Durant, I just felt like, yo, that was always his team. But he wanted to prove that, I mean, yo, I want to win a chip. And I'm not winning with this dude. Like, they want, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, at time after time, losing a Golden State. Which a lot of people say you lost to go say why the hell would you go to go? I State? mean I don't respect that. I would never yeah. respect that. It's like you, I'm gonna go in on you. You don't like what LeBron did in Miami, but he ain't never he ain't never joined nobody or joined no team. Let the debate begin, bro. I ain't never said. When did I say I was cool with the idea of him joining the Warriors? I, I didn't say that. Oh, I mean, you didn't say that. I didn't say you, that. But you ain't going as hard at that, though. I'm not going as hard because what LeBron James so did... So tell us what it's really about. <laughs> Dude, tell us what it's really about. The way LeBron James orchestrated was a little bit different than Kevin Durant. Both of them, to me, was a bit egregious. But at least LeBron... LeBron was a free agent. So, he, you know, he stacked the deck. Him and Kevin... You know what I'm saying? So you... Here's my thing. It's not like I was totally against the move. Like, if I was LeBron, I probably would have done the same thing, potentially. But... No, nah, I probably wouldn't have done that, bro. <laughs> I'll take that back. I probably wouldn't have done that. But 
Because I'm old school. I'm like Damian Lillard. I'm going to stick with one team. I'm like Kobe. I'm not stacking the deck. We're going to win with what we got. That's how I am. But when you look at Kevin Durant, right? Let's look at it real quick before we go into transitioning to another topic. Because I know he gets a lot of flack. And I think some of it is justified and some of it's not fair. Right? Pay attention. I'm about to school you. When OKC lost, right? And, you know, they were out of the playoffs. And Golden State advanced to the NBA Finals, right? And they lost to LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. We know what happened in Game 7, right? Now, there was a lot of events that took place in Game 7. I remember that day like it was yesterday. I was listening to the game on the radio because I, I was in front of the TV. I was driving at the time. <clears throat> and I'm listening to um, the Golden State Warriors. I saw that game. Yeah, the Golden State Warriors were stinking it up in Game 7. Period, point blank. They were stinking it up. To me, there was a lot of nerves. You could, you could feel the nerves in, in Oracle Arena. You could feel like, yo, I, I, I sensed that Cleveland was going to take Game 7 and win. Why? First of all, Steph, Steph Curry disappeared. Especially he, in the fourth quarter. He always disappeared. Terrible. Well, that's an argument for a different day. We'll get into that. Oh, okay. No, I, I, I kind of agree with you a little bit, but... Steph Curry did not show up in, in Game 7 to me. Klay Thompson was off in Game 7 as well. Harrison Barnes didn't show up at all. But, you know, but you know who had a great game? Who? Draymond. Draymond kept him in the game. He had like 26, 27 points. Yeah, he, he, that, was his, that was probably his best game in the series. But He was balling. But... As a team collectively, right? Iggy, the, Iggy was doing his thing off the game. Yeah, he was game. doing it here and there. But, but no, it wasn't enough to like significantly, you, you know, know what, what I'm saying? They picked the worst time, bro, to go cold. Like in the fourth quarter, they picked the worst time to not get buckets, man. Like that was the thing for me. Like you can feel the tension in the arena. Like the fans are quiet. You know, that that, that building was loud, loud. bro. Yeah. But in the fourth quarter, you felt Kyrie Irving coming on taking big shots and he wasn't afraid of them. That's why I like, that's one thing I do like about Kyrie Irving. He wasn't afraid of the moment. He wasn't scared. None of that. When this, the, obviously the tables turned when, you know, LeBron James had that big time block, the block of the century um, on Iguodala. Once that block took place, I know it was over, bro. It was over. But the difference was they got no, they had, they got no production from um, Harrison Barnes. Zero. That's why he was, was like, oh, for like eight or one for nine, something like that. I mean, that's why, is it the right verbiage I'm using? He was expendable, man. I mean, and, and, he, had and, and he was a free agent. And he was a free agent. And, so he, got, he, and he got bread to go to Dallas. Well, here's how it works. So you look at um, Harrison Barnes, right? First of all, you trying to make your money shooting 0 for 10 in the NBA Finals in Game 7 is not going <laughs> he's, to He's robbing you. teams, though, because he's getting money. Well, oh, right now, how, he's still in Sacramento. I don't, how, I don't know how. He's I, a produ- you know what it is? He is a solid, productive role player that can give you buckets at times. Like, I think for Sacramento, he's averaging right around, and don't quote me, I think right around 16 to 17 points a game, something like that. So he's actually pretty productive, you know. But going back real quick into game seven. So the block took place. Kyrie Irving hit the big-time shot. They went, they went, they, they won the NBA Finals, right? They came all the way back historically, and they beat Golden State Warriors. Zero production from Harrison Barnes. The small forward. So, you know, for me, if I'm in the front office going to say, yo, I don't know if I'm signing this dude, bro. Because he's a solid defender, but he's not consistent enough. We need, How are we going to win a chip? Because think about it. I'm about, I'm about to answer. Like, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead go I ahead. think the way you win a, a championship is 
first of all, you got to play. You got to play the type of basketball that is significant to the team. Meaning significant, meaning that they're a shooting team. You have to have plays where they can shoot the ball. But you also you got to have role players. You got to have guys as yeah, role but players. Yeah, Ghost they had all that. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you. Let's let's just. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. They wasn't beating LeBron James, bro. Period. Just flat they, out. They, they just wouldn't be LeBron. I, I, I said this um, to a, a couple so of friends. So, Kevin Durant, so you telling me right now, if Kevin Durant never went to go to state. Steph Curry would not have any more than one ring, bro. Period. And I, 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 you know, I, I would bet anything I ever, any money I had in my pocket, bro. He got three because of. Let me, he had one champion. He got the first championship. Yeah. Golden State made that big time run and they barely beat Cleveland then, 4 2. Remember when they had LeBron James and pretty much. Della Vadova and nobody else. And Delhi was given. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I felt like your goals, they were struggling against Della Vadova. Steph Curry was struggling against Della Vadova. Like, how you struggling against Della Vadova? <laughs> no, he was like, gritty, though. He was, playing D. Like, he, was, he was playing hard. He's always been a gritty type guard from Australia. And I get it. Tough. But, bro, you're an MVP. And you disappear because no, Della Vadova. He was a unanimous MVP, MVP of that season, right? Yeah. And y'all struggling against Della Vadova and LeBron James? LeBron James, even then, bro, and I ain't going to lie to you, Golden State squeaked it out in six. But honestly, if they would have had Kyrie Irving, if they would have had Kevin Love, I think they would have won then. They would have won. They would have won three straight. Because LeBron James was, and some people still argue, was the best player, bro. Not only in that series, he was the best player in the league. I can't, Steph Curry could have won 50 MVPs. LeBron James is the best player. But everybody knows LeBron was the MVP for the last. I know, but for, Steph for Curry had an amazing career. Uh, amazing. Um, that season was phenomenal. Like I ain't gonna. I will give his him shooting credit. was crazy. Yeah, that that season that was probably one of his. Uh, this season is actually phenomenal too in terms of shooting what he's doing now. But back then, that was a great that was a great season for him. MVP season. But I'm telling you, in that particular series, the Golden State Warriors were lucky, bro, to beat. Cle- the Cleveland Cavaliers in that series. And who got the MVP? Andre Godala. Well, <laughs> Steph Curry's supposed to be MVP. So, in my mind, if they would have had Kyrie Irving, they would have had Kevin Love. Actually, if they would have had Kyrie Irving, they would have won. They would have won. So, they so, won. so I don't even need Kevin Love. They, they would have had Kyrie Irving, they would have won. So I'm, and I'm not saying, I mean, a lot of this hypothetical, is, we're speculating, but I'm going to be honest with you. When you look at the Golden State Warriors, they were, sometimes it's better to be lucky than be good. They were very fortunate to have, you know, you know, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love be out that series. You know what I'm saying? They they won two more chips, right? The reason why, let's go back real quick and then we'll transition to something else because you still got to give Kevin Durant his props, bro. You got to give him his credit. I know he joined the team and I'm going to get into that in a second. But when you look at what happened the following year when they went 72-10, and 10, and I was like, I was always nervous when, when you look at a team that goes 72-10, and 10, they barely lose. And it was like, yo, can, oh, 73 and 9. Yo, can you top what the Bulls did? Because all this shit you winning they, they, in they the regular work. season don't mean shit to me. Unless you win the chip. You run through the playoffs for the most part. And then you play Cleveland and you up 3-1? So, what happened? <laughs> Fuck out of here, man. Because I'm like, you know so I wasn't going that, I, I did so, not want LeBron James to win. So so my question to you is this. You being a basketball guru, and I mean, I'm a lover of basketball as well. I watched that game on a Sunday and on a Sunday, Sunday afternoon, yeah, man. Sunday. I, I was hyped. Do you think that was one of the all-time great comebacks? Of all time to me. In basketball, definitely. Maybe in all the sports, honestly. What? Yep. I, 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 
let me what I said maybe I didn't say I didn't say unequivocally I said maybe like just the way it happened they were down three first of all I don't think anybody I think Tom Brady got that shit they, yeah they come back with Atlanta yeah that that shit yo that's different though man because <clears throat> when we I, we're speaking sports. When I, was, when I think of comebacks, man, I'm talking about this man threw two interceptions in the first Atlanta, half. Atlanta, man. One for a pick six. Atlanta Down choked. 28 to Atlanta 10. Atlanta choked, bro. And come back they in choked. the bowl. Atlanta choked, bro. Yeah, they choked, bro. Yo. They choked. Brady solidified. It's harder, but it's harder to come back. It never happens, bro. It's harder to come back. What Cleveland did is historical. Never happened. It's hard to come back from 3-1. I'm not talking about tie to win the NBA Finals mm-hmm. because you got all these games for for Gold State to close. All they had to do is close one. I think it's different. I think that's harder than what um to me. I think that's harder than what um but, because you're playing more. You're playing more games in the championship. Right. Exactly. Like you playing the Super Bowl. That's just one game. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, you correct. I give you that. I, but. I, I, yeah. I think I think it's a little bit tougher. And then also the reason why it was tougher for what Cleveland did, they did it on the road. And if you remember, they were down in that in Game Seven. They were actually down and came back. Cause Gold State had a little bit of a hot, a little bit of a hot start thing in the second quarter, if I'm not mistaken or whatever. And I think I think it was a combination of then it was a Game Five or Game Six. Kyrie and LeBron dropped forty. Yeah, forty plus. Yeah. Come on, man. It's hard to do, man. What we'll yeah. never, we'll probably never see that again, ever, like ever. Two guys score forty plus in the finals. Bro. Yeah, that, it doesn't happen that way. LeBron James is determined to not only take over that series, along with Kyrie Irving, win that series. And they believe, man. They that's one thing when you look at that series. They believe that they can beat that team, and they did. And Golden State collapsed. They choked. That that was a choke job to me. You know what I'm saying? I felt like everybody should be culpable, and they were like, you know what? We need somebody just as good as Kevin, uh, just as good as LeBron, to beat. LeBron. But I've been saying this for last six years. Yeah. Teams, superstars come together to beat LeBron, bro. They cut they they come together to beat him. Um you can say that, yeah. I I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with That's that. That's how good he is. I, I I don't disagree with that. Let's put it this way. When you look at Golden State, right? When you look at Golden State. And the fact that they needed Kevin Durant to beat LeBron. LeBron, to me, was at his very... I know a lot of people say Miami, that was his best. I think his best is when he went back to Cleveland. That was, I agree. That was the best basketball I, I, he ever I, played. I agree. I always felt... When he came out of Cleveland, I was like, yo, he... Yeah, this this LeBron right here. If this LeBron was in Miami, they never would have lost. Probably, but it was a different dynamic. It was yeah, a, but I, I agree with you. He was I'm a more mature I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm basketball just player. Yeah, the, the LeBron that returned to Cleveland, the way he played and his tenacity and his willingness to shoot the last shot, yeah, be the leader from Jump Street. If he played that type of basketball, he played his yeah. second tenor in Cleveland. They never would have lost in Miami. They never would have lost. Hell no. Hell no. They were not lost I, no damn Dallas see, Mavericks. I, Hell no. It's hard for me to... Okay. Hell I, no. I agree with you to an extent, but the dynamic of the team Miami was entirely different. That was D-Way's team, period, point blank. Point blank. I, think, I think a lot of people don't realize, like, LeBron joined... Even though I know they were all free agents, Chris Bosh, they were, you know, um, LeBron, but LeBron actually joined a team, right, 
that belonged to another superstar. superstar. Right? D-Way had already won a championship and proven that, yo, I can win a chip almost by myself. Right? So you're going to Wade County. You're going to Wade County, literally. You're going to Miami, and you're joining that culture. And I always felt the first two years, LeBron had a difficult time, like, assimilating to that not the culture itself but understanding what his role was like even the way like when they went on a little trip or whatever and he was like yo this is your team now man you know this is what you have to do d way so i'm gonna take it i'm gonna take a step back and let this be your team but that's how professional d wade is that's why d way is always gonna be one of my favorite players because, I rock with D Wade. Yeah, because D Wade. We're gonna you know not, not gonna talk about the other stuff. But yeah, I, I know, but D Wade, D Wade, D Wade, Dwayne Wade on the basketball court. I don't know what you're talking about. Dwayne Wade on the basketball court has always been a professional man. You know what I mean? Because think about it. LeBron James is technically the best player in, the, in you know in the league, right? He, in, in in the NBA. D Wade has already won a chip, right? He already won a championship. He put his pride aside and said, you know what? That's it's your my, team. Yep. It's your team. That, that, but that has to happen, though. But you know what, too? I think the way Wade knew, the way LeBron was playing, and just the way he was captivating his teammates, right. he knew, like, you know what? This is becoming his team. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he said, let me let him, like, let, like, bro, do you. Yeah. But I'm balling. LeBron was at his all-time athletic peak in Miami. Like jumping over, I mean, didn't he dunk? He dunked over Jason Terry. I think he was in Miami. Yeah. Or was that in Cleveland? No, I forgot. Miami. Yeah, I'm I think Miami. that was Miami. Yeah, that was Miami. Remember, um, Cole, Cole yeah. through the joint. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm like, it was he was Norris at, Cole. Yeah, Norris Cole. Yeah, he was at he was at his peak athletically, but leadership wise, it was still to me D Way's team. And think about that 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 Dallas series, man. LeBron was terrible. Terrible. Miami Heat, based on talent alone with LeBron, D-Wade, Chris Bosh, technically won. A lot of people say, yo, they should have won every championship. But I'm thinking like, bro, OKC, if they were a little bit more mature and Kevin Durant was the Kevin Durant that we know, they could have beat him. Yeah. Right? They were good enough to beat him, but they didn't. Um, You got lucky as hell with that Ray Allen shot. Because technically speaking, the Spurs should have beat you then too. Beat him twice. Right. So, so and they so supposed to beat him twice. Right. So let's say Ray, that Ray Allen shot didn't go in. Spurs win. They turn around. Right only have teams. three chips, huh? You only have like what three? Right. Well, yeah. Well, he has four now. I know, but you will have yeah. only three. And if you ask me for real, I'm, I, I, you know, things happen in sports. Yeah. But there's no reason why that team lost. And didn't have four chips in a row. You talking about that Miami team? Hell yeah. Well, I just explained it to you. I mean, you did. So, well, sometimes, you know, I, I already said it. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than be good. But with Miami, they were both. You had the best player on the team and you were fortunate. Because that Ray Allen shot, I mean, yeah, that, my, that was crazy. I mean, going back, like, just looking at that team, they should have had four chips, bro. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, but he didn't. But he did, and it was crazy. Well, he, he lost, said he said he not one, twice. not two, not three. He said he was no, man, he more lost than that. Twice in the finals to Dallas. Miami. That kind of the that, Dallas and San Antonio. And the San Antonio, and that's when I think Kawhi was the MVP. Kawhi was the MVP. On, yeah, on the, the the second one. Yeah, because, yeah, because he that, put the clamps on him. 
man, he ain't really putting the clamps. I, I, I say he put the clamps on. See, bro, you now see. They now, call him the claw for no. Now, they call him the claw for a reason, man. Now hold on. See now, now. Here we go. Now I gotta come. At, I gotta come. You're not coming at me, man. Stick to boxing. Hold on. Nah, hold. You know what? We go. We go look. Hold on. All right, go ahead. Prove my point. Go ahead. All right. All right. Hey, hold on. Hold on. Kawhi Leonard put them claws on him. LeBron James got 25 points first game. Mm-hmm. Second game he had 35 points. Mm-hmm. I remember that game. Kawhi dropped that 29. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Game three. Game four, mm, James had 28. Kawhi had 14. Mm-hmm. Game five, James dropped that 31 on that ass. I remember that. So how, how he put the claws on? First of all, I was half joking, but not 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 really. You know, because I'll take, I'll LeBron James, think about it. Hold on. LeBron James ain't dropped 40. He ain't dropped 50. We ain't seen none of that. Why? Because, first of all, it is a team sport. That's number one. Number two is, LeBron James went right back to Cleveland. He was dropping 35, 40. He wasn't doing that against Kawhi Leonard. He wasn't. Like, he he had... I feel like in that series, LeBron Kawhi, James had... Kawhi, Kawhi went warm down. Remember that, and you can look I, it I up. I give you that. Hold on. Look it up. And I'm going to rest my case. Look it up. LeBron James ain't want no, he ain't want no parts of Kawhi Leonard. Remember when LeBron James was at the free throw line? Kawhi Leonard, get ready to come in. LeBron James looked back and he was like, oh shit. This dude coming. Look it up. I'm, I'm surprised you don't remember that. He was at the free throw line. He looked back, saw Kawhi Leonard. Oh man. Bro, all all Kawhi Leonard do, bro, is come. Is that LeBron James kryptonite? He come in, get his lunch, his lunch pail, get to work. Don't take no lunch breaks. Don't say much. Just <laughs> do his thing. That's what I'm saying. So like, but anyway, getting back to it real quick, and we'll wrap this up. When you look at LeBron James, and I'm giving LeBron James his due because, you know, he he at that particular era during that time period, he was the best player in the league, and Kevin Durant was right behind him. So you go back to Cleveland, right? And Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, Steve Kerr, they know their writing is on the wall. We will not win another championship if we don't have somebody almost as good as LeBron. There's no way. No way. Harrison Barnes? They ain't cutting it, bro. Harrison Barnes? Yeah. They would have looked. Yo, no, I had this argument with somebody. They wouldn't have won. So you said, well, why did Kevin Durant join? First of all, yes, Kevin Durant wanted to win the championship, obviously. But you insert him at the small forward position. You take out Harrison Barnes, who got the deal with um, Sacramento. And you say, okay. Well, she, he robbed him. Go ahead. Yeah, you can say. Go ahead. Harry robbery. Hell yeah. <laughs> you can say that. So Kevin Durant, you plug him in. And a lot of people say, oh, like Matt Kellerman, you make, uh, you, what you say is uh, you made a championship team pretty much unbeatable with Kevin Durant. But my argument is they were a championship caliber team, right? But they needed Kevin Durant because you say, well, they were almost unbeatable. No, they were beatable. That's why they lost. Yeah. You know, people say, oh, they were unbeatable because they were 73 and nine, right? But they lost. So they're, they're not losers, but they, they, they're not winners. Right. Because if you lose, you, you don't win. So that means Yo, what can we do to win again? <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> He's like, if you don't, you lose. Nah, like, you oh, don't win. Well, he, he joined a seventy-three and nine a championship team. No, they weren't the champions. The Cavs were the champions. 
That's why you got Kevin Durant. I bet you five. Yo, I bet you anything. If Kevin, Durant, if if the if the um, Warriors would have won that series, they probably wouldn't have went so hard to get Kevin Durant. I think they were desperate. Like, yo, we gotta win. They're not stupid, Steph Curry. And it's so funny too. Like a lot of people be like, oh, LeBron James stacked the deck. LeBron James added Anthony Davis and all these players and he cheats or whatever and my brother says a lot but I'm like nobody ever says like yo Steph Curry actually co-signed for Kevin Durant to join the team he, Steph Curry basically co-signed to get another superstar to join that team nobody talks about that they so, just talk about Kevin Durant joining so the Warriors LeBron James yeah but is, Steph is Curry it, actually wanted him to join too so is it safe to say that the chef was thirsty <laughs> he was thirsty. He wanted to win a ring, man. Yeah, he was thirsty because he knew he wasn't that legacy. That legacy was at stake. Wasn't winning the ring without Kevin Durant. Period. I don't care what that's the, says. Yo, yo, I mean, I agree with that. Nobody, but nobody. But that's very apparent. The pretty boy. Even the, the last time he played in um, Golden State, he went down with that injury, that Achilles. Then Clay Thompson tore his ACL. It's very apparent that that showed the world that. Steph Curry need players to win. Which, well, everybody needs players. I mean, yeah, but, absolutely. But Steph Curry is supposed to be the best player on the team. We know he's he's a superstar. But like, you add a bona fide, not just a superstar, probably the second best player in the league. Of course, you're not one of the greatest scorers to ever play. And I don't even really feel like, to be honest with you, we, especially when you look at the first championship that Kevin Durant won, when he pulled up from thirty. In, Kev in LeBron James' face, knocked the three in his grill. I think that was one. To me, that season might have been, that finals was probably the best I've seen of Kevin Durant. He went toe-to-toe -to -toe with LeBron, and they won. He gave LeBron a business. So I'm just saying, like. But, see, it don't, it don't matter. See, you got to understand, man. Somebody was in, man, the first game shot. You feel me? Man, that nigga J.R., man, nigga was high as a bitch, man. Who? John yeah, Smith, man. bro. The man was high as hell, bro. But he's always high, so what difference is it? I mean, you could, I be looking around, I'm like, yo, my man look high as a bear. Yeah, but what's that got to do anything? Like, I'm just saying, man. He that's did why very LeBron, little to help them, though. So. That's, that's my point. Like, if he just would have, man, they could have won the first game. Could have won the And that could have been a, a definite confidence booster. Mm. But when they when he tripped that joint, when he tricked that joint, I'm like, yo, it's a wrap. The other, they pointed out, yeah, but they was, it was a wrap. Bro, they was losing that series no matter what, bro. It's just a matter of when. And Kevin Durant wanted LeBron. He wanted him. He wanted him bad. He that, went, he went at him. I've never seen Kevin Durant so motivated. Yeah, he was. He went at life. Him. Yeah, yeah, he went at him. He because, at because him. uh, I mean, I hate to say this, like LeBron James is great. He cannot stop Kevin Durant. Who can? Nobody. Oh, that's my point. Like, what for Kevin Durant. Like, I, I, I'm like, what are you saying, bro? Nah, like, I'm just saying, no, no. I've had this argument in barbershops before. Oh, LeBron James can guard him to get physical. No, yeah, right, bro. Nah, no. He can't. Nah. Like LeBron, I think Kevin Durant. LeBron has not played legit defense since probably 2011. <laughs> 2011, 2012. That man ain't played legit defense in a while. I mean, I I, I might have to agree with you there. And he's one of the worst flops of, floppers of NBA history. Oh, they starting to find dudes this year and last year. They're like, okay, y'all flopping. <laughs> they warned LeBron last year. Yo, we seen that flop. <laughs> And Marcus Smart, this is a there's a there's a whole. The worst one I've ever seen was when um, what's my what's my Dookie name? Allen. Dookie. My Dookie, yeah, my Dookie, bro. He played for uh the Grizzlies. Allen, what's his name? Last name Allen, white boy that can that can jump. You talking about Grayson Allen? 
Yes. Remember that I mean, flop? He's, he's somewhat athletic, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but remember Grace that Allen. flop, that ridiculous <laughs> flop. Even Grace Allen was like, "Yo, there's no way you gonna call this shit on me, yo." Grace Allen, they actually, call- he's, he's actually somewhat productive um, this year. Somewhat productive on on the Grizzlies. He's found his niche. He's found his niche in the NBA. I think he'll stay in the NBA for a while. Five, uh, five yeah, he, you know, I, I don't. I mean, I'm not gonna say he's gonna be a journeyman, but you know, when you go to the NBA, you come from college and you the man, you know. Doesn't mean it doesn't translate into the NBA in terms of being a man in college. So he's he's found his home in Memphis. I think he's a gritty type player. He plays defense. He hits shots. He's feisty, but he gets to the basket too. He ain't scared of nobody. No, he's not scared, but he's not gonna average 15, 20 points a game. Like he's averaging. He like averages like nine, eight, nine points. Yeah, but not bad. Grizzlies, he's, but he's young. You know, that's a young team. You know, with when John Moran, who's to me is a superstar already. Um, he'll be a, he'll he should definitely be an All Star next year. I don't understand how you're not an all-star this year. Man, don't get me started with this all-star bullshit, bro. There were so many. And, and you talk about snubs, and I'm not one to complain about snubs and stuff like that, but okay. I I am a big fan of Mike. I, I like Conley a lot. I think he's a professional. Okay, but he won't know anything. He won't know, nah, he won't know all-star. Average 16, less than 16 points a game? They won't, but he... They wanted to make up for all those years he where he didn't make, a, you know, he didn't make the All Star, so they wanted to give it to him. But I don't care about that. Like there were so many other guys that should have made the All Star that didn't ahead of him. Certainly, he was not. To me, he was not an All Star. But that's a that's a different topic for a different day, bro. But yeah, so like I said, when you talk about Kevin Durant, man, I don't know why he always, you know, responded to these guys. But it's just funny to me how like he um, flagrantly. Somehow forgot about Westbrook as top five. Like that just man, but you know what it's about. Like I don't even know why you see him. I know. Like, I'm just saying. Like it's just funny. I mean, I know it made news and all that, but it's just so funny how he just kind of just like oh, Ibaka. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Yo, so real quick on the, I wanted to talk about uh, a couple of things real quick. Yo, you seen that? Um, you probably didn't because you I don't know. You've been your own world. On the news, they talking about this Florida woman. You might look it up on your phone. There's a Florida woman that claimed that she saw a dinosaur run through her lawn. Oh. Now, they showed a surveillance. They showed a camera. I don't know what the hell that was, man. But it looked like a damn pterodactyl or something. I don't know what that was. They said, oh, it could have been an alligator reptile. I don't know. It had legs, though. It was running... Like, it was, this was like 2 in the morning, something like that. We'll watch this now. It's got a video. I'm surprised you didn't see that. What the fuck? Hold on. Let me, let me, I'm, on, I'm, on uh, I'm on wax? Yeah, I'm on wax right now. Yeah, man. Everything's live, baby. You know how we do. Oh, damn. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Yo, let me check this out, man. If they talk about this joint was a raptor, like, are you serious? I don't know what. It was something, though. Let me see this footage, yo. They got a minute. She said a baby dinosaur like. <laughs> Yo. All right, let me let me see this. No, look man. at the video, man. I'm looking at it now. Oh, okay, go ahead. Let me look at this joint, man. Baby dinosaur like. <laughs> I know. I, I'm. I, why are you showing me something that I, I, I already uh, uh, saw? Be easy, be easy, man. I'm telling you, 
I saw the video. I'm like, I don't know what the hell that was. It was something. It was like a bird or something. That big? Yeah. What kind of bird would that be? Maybe somebody ostrich? ostrich got loose. Nah, that ain't no ostrich. Not ostriches are skinny and they and they pink. That wasn't that skinny. In other headline news, real quick, yo. So, you know I'm a big I'm a big basketball guy, right? All day. So I was excited last Thursday for the WNBA draft. I love my girls, man. I love girl. I love these girls, man. They put on a show. Man, you just love skill. Yo, man, stop fronting on the joint, man. Stop capping, man. You know nah. what it is? You like females to play ball, man. Well, that is true. You that that is your that. thing. You want to be old loving basketball nah. last night, man. Like, <laughs> fuck out of here, man. <laughs> this man, yo, telling me about shorty girl. Yo, oh my God, yo, you understand this joint is bad, yo. Nah, and that's not play, the first thing and, I say. I and she played ball, and she nice, yo. <laughs> and she from Texas. Oh, yo, you talking about Kaiser? Yeah, she was bad, though. Yeah, but I, I was actually really... No, but she bad, though, for real. She shouldn't even. She, she, she's a beautiful woman. Yeah, she is. Um, yeah, I mean, all, all the women. I, all, all I the, personally <laughs> could not be her boyfriend or a man because she's not going to have a career. Fucking with me, because yeah, she's not going to have a career. <laughs> Every other year, she's got to take a year off. Don't don't you fuck with me. You ain't have a career fucking with me. It's like let's let it be known. All right. <laughs> well, at least you being honest. <laughs> So, so I so. think Skylar Diggins had a baby, did it? Yeah, that broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on, you sound a little saucy, bro. I don't want to talk about it. She got married and everything. Hey, man, she got a right to move on, B. You had your shot, man. You feel me? I'm good. All you had to do is go to her games. You know what I'm saying? You could have just walked down the joint. She's like, oh my God, Brad McKnight. You know what I'm saying? You'd have been straight. <sighs> anyway, man. You ain't never go to one of her games, man. You could have pulled the joint, man. Or maybe she plays for the Phoenix, um, the Mercury now. So they should have a shot. Potentially, you know, she joined Diana Taurasi and those guys, those girls. Yo, they might win this year. It's they, like they're crazy. Contenders. But Dang. Seattle, Seattle's good. The Storm, Storm with Sue Bird and them. You're going you're gonna to really, like, even the listeners might really be like, yo, my man is really out of touch with basketball. Like, oh, you know what? Don't come up with some bullshit. I'm going to do it. I don't give a damn. I'm going to do it. Embarrassing. All right, man. I'm going to do it, man. All right? I was actually I'm trying asking, to shout I'm, out the girls. I'm, I'm, asking, the yo, yo, I'm asking this, right? What happened to Maya Moore, yo? That's actually a legitimate question. Like, what, what happened? That is a legitimate question. Although, oh, she got married or something. Hold on. You, you have to be under living under a rock, which, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure JJ is living under a rock, to not know what she's been fighting for the past, what, two years, year and a half? So she took she took a uh, a stance, you know, to fight injustice. She's on the front line trying to get this guy out for a crime he didn't commit. Okay, I did hear about that. Yeah, so she 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 he got out last when was that? Last year around this time I think actually. Well, oh, this past summer that he was released for a crime he didn't commit and she she she's known this guy for some time though. Um, you know, they weren't, they weren't, at least as far as I know, initially they weren't like romantic or I think in a relationship. She's, she, she married him. She, she married him, yeah. They get married over the past summer or fall and they're happy, you know, but she's still fighting, 
you know, injustices and standing on the front line. With, with she just like had, she just feels a different purpose. Yeah, she wanted to fulfill a purpose because they're asking when she's going to come back. Now that one of her goals, she's accomplished one of her goals of getting him released, stuff like that, which was a great moment. You should see, look at that, you know, when he finally got out of jail after all those years, bro. He lost so many years of his was like life. 12, 13? Because he's like 30, he's in his 30s, so he, uh, you look it up, I think he was incarcerated for well over 10 years, I think 10, 15 years, something like that. You know what I'm saying? So, she fought that fight, she fought a good fight, he was released, they ended up getting married, and they're happy. I think they were on um, Good Morning America talking about the story. You know? So she took off that, she took off, she took off She's been away from the game for a little over two years, I believe now. You know, so with the game misses her, but she feels like she has a bigger purpose. You know, now both her and her husband are you know fighting the good fight, um, and I applaud her for that. He winning. Yeah. Out of jail, he winning more than me and you. Ain't that a bit? They say I got work. Well, we're all we're, we're free, bro. Yeah, I, I told you. Yeah, I don't even want to say what he looked like, but we can go there. But um, bro, get out of here. Yeah, I'm hating. I'm hating straight up. But um, he's liberated. He's free. What are you talking about? I'm just hating. That's all. Listen, I'm. I, if I was him, man, I'd be jumping for joy. Locked Absolutely. Up all those years. Nah. So I, I really applaud not just Maya Moore, but all of our women that are out there fighting against police brutality and you know um. You know injustices, particularly to our, our black and brown communities. I love what they're doing. Yo, you heard the story about Renee Montgomery? Put me on game. All right, so Renee Montgomery, and I love her story too. She's great. She, you know, she's um a former now former WNBA player who played for a couple of teams. She played for um Minnesota, the Lynx, and she also played recently for Atlanta, Atlanta Dream. I know my shit, bro. Come on. You own it, bro. But I love the NBA. I love the NBA. I love WNBA. I think I don't think that the girls get enough props for how good they are, how skilled they are. But she bought Atlanta Dream. Her, her ownership group, uh, they bought it from that lady. I think she was a senator or something like that. Um, who, um, I forgot what happened. But, yes, Renee Montgomery invested into Atlanta Dream. Um, I think when did she take ownership of that, bro? I forgot. Uh, and LeBron James helped her because they had sent out a tweet. She had sent out a tweet. He's like, "Yo, what's up?" So LeBron James came and and he, and they they put their heads together, bro. And they they purchased um the dream that 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 acquisition took place. Um, I believe about a year or so ago now, last year. Yeah. So shout out to Renee, Renee Montgomery for doing really, really good things, man. Man, I believe she's the first female minority or majority owner, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, they sold that group, Atlanta Dream. She bought it. I don't know what the purchase, I don't know what the, um, the price was though. But yeah, that was big, man. I'm surprised. But shout out to Renee Montgomery. And if she's still out there fighting it, man. She's still out there, so doing good things. So yeah, but yeah, remember they was out there fighting against voter suppression, and when they had that um the runoff in uh, Georgia, remember they had the runoff in Georgia. Oh yeah, with um in Albany, right? In Georgia, yeah. Um, yeah it was big. Rafael Warnock against um 
that lady. You know, that's the sad part, man. They still doing things in 2021 to stop people of color from making a difference with their choices and voting who they want in government. I just think that's kind of ridiculous in 2021. You know, um, that's a, that's a, that's that's definitely a topic for another time. We're definitely going to get on those topics. In. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we're also going to have uh, another segment, a relationship segment of how men view relationships compared to the modern woman. Y'all should definitely stay tuned. Yeah, we're going to get into that. that. Yeah. We're definitely going to get into that. It's not going to be more, it's not going to be negative. Uh, we're going to be trying to be as objective as we can because like both parties can do better. Mm -hmm. um, but the modernized woman these days, it's it's hard for them to get married and it's hard for black men to be superheroes. Because that's you gotta be a superhero if you're black man. <laughs> yeah, I agree to, with to, to have a happy Basically, wife, yeah. to have a happy wife and a happy life, you gotta be a superhero where nobody else has to be. Yeah. It's a lot on our shoulders, man. Oh, player. absolutely, man. Um, we're gonna definitely delve into that. But can I finish talking about the girls real quick and then we talk about the WNBA the oh, you draft talking, took place. Listen, you know what I like about the draft, whether it be the NFL draft and the NFL draft. We will talk about the NFL draft. Uh, we don't talk a lot about football, but we will talk about the NFL draft because it is coming up. By the way, we got a couple of weeks. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. You know, I'm a little tired right now, but you know what? We working. You always tired. I mean, I don't ever really sleep, but we yeah, working actually, right that's now. That's the problem. Yeah. We working right now, but you know. I don't even want to watch the NFL draft, bro. I don't see you laughing already. I am. Go ahead. See, cut that shit out. I'm listening. You fucking up. How? You fucking you up. You say you don't want to listen. Okay, you don't want to watch it. Okay, go this, ahead. This is the thing, man. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get anybody good. My Green Bay Packers are not going to get anybody good. Oh, man. I don't even want to talk about that. We're not going to get nobody good. We look like we're going to be like pick 30 or not like a 29. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, bro. Who the hell are we gonna get? All, all the, all the corners are gonna be gone. All, the top six receivers in college are gonna—they're all top ten or top twelve draft picks. Mm -hmm. What are we gonna get, bro? And, and then I don't really know. Actually, and, and then let's 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 be honest here. Mm -hmm. Green Bay Packers is is not and will not draft anything to help Aaron Rodgers win on offense. I mean, bro, we are making Lazard look like he's almost a pro bowler. What? Come on, bro. Bro. All we have, bro. They, all right, I'm, I'm going to say it like this. Name me any receiver other than Devontae Adams. Go ahead. Now, I, I, honestly, I can't. Name me any receiver other than but Devontae Adams. you guys Adams. are projected. So, when you look at the NFL draft projections, you guys are drafting at 29th. So you're drafting at the end of the first round, but you can always find some gems at the end of the first round. You act like you can't find nobody. They're going to have to. The real gems the are in the third position. The real gems are really in the third round. Yeah, but you could, what I'm saying, you're making my point. So if you're in the first round, which you guys are drafting 29th overall, right, you can find a receiver, which I think they're going to be they, – they're projected to draft a receiver at 29, man, because they know that's a that's a position of need. Y'all need – you need an offensive skilled um, – player and I think they it looks like if you look at the, the draft projections right now they're projected to get Rashad Bateman from Minnesota who's pretty good 
Um, but you always talk about the Packers. Let's look at when you look at this draft, though. I, don't, I mean, and not that, not to get off topic too much, but real quick, uh, we know that Trevor Lawrence is going number one overall. I already told you that, so I know you're not a big fan of Trevor Lawrence, but I think he's going to be uh, he's going to be a high level quarterback. So he's he's going to go. He's taking off the board. He's going to um, Jacksonville, right? So then from there, my terrible Jets to have the second pick overall. So they got rid of Sam Darnold. They tra- man, I can't. Get, I cannot get rid of this guy. Everywhere I go, Sam Darnold follows me, man. In New York, Sam Darnold's there. I'm, I wasn't a big fan. First of all, I do not like quarterbacks from um, USC. I can't remember any good quarterbacks. Up they don't see. ever last. And you, you know who really was the biggest Leddell? Because he was like, as a freshman, man, he was killing. Ooh. Killing college basketball. I mean, college football. Um, Barkley. Yeah. He didn't do nothing in Philly. Trash. He didn't do nothing. He didn't do nothing. I'm not a bit. I don't like USC quarterbacks. But anyway, so Sam Darnold, <laughs> he goes from New York, follows me down here to Charlotte. And so the Panthers, so you see that trade? The Panthers traded for um, Sam Darnold. They didn't really give up a whole lot, but they traded for Sam Darnold. So I guess they think that they can develop him down, you know, down here or whatever. But anyway, so the Jets now, you know, they have the second pick. They're gonna probably go with um, Zach Wilson from BYU, the quarterback. Most likely, not Philadelphia. They, they, uh, there are a lot of yo, a lot of guys like him. Analysts, they like him, man. They big on, they're big on Zach Wilson for some reason. I'm not really sure. I don't see how much. I don't know how much better he is than Sam Darnold, but we'll see. You know, he had a pretty good arm, stuff like that. But you know what it is? Why they trying? Why they get rid of Sam Darnold? First of all, his contract is coming up soon. You get a, a guy who's like Zach Wilson, who's going to be cheap, right? He's going to be a rookie, and you figure, yo, if I get a Zach Wilson who's comparable or maybe even have more potential than Sam Darnold for cheap, just get rid of Sam Darnold, start over again, and go from there. You know, so the Jets probably going to go with Sam Darnold number two. Then number three. Um, it's tough. I'm not really sure, but you know San Francisco's looking for a quarterback, right? That's why they moved up. They made all these trades with Miami and all this other stuff. They gonna get somebody. Just so they can get. So it looks like they might. They might go with Mac Mac Jones from Alabama, the quarterback. Oh hell no! I don't know. That's what they're saying. You know what? I want, what I'm very disappointed. Let me want Alabama quarterback that was good in the NFL. You know what? <laughs> I'm waiting. Now we now we on my sport. Now we football, boxing. Name me one. Hold on, football's my sport too. Now come on. But I'm just saying, like, name me any quarterback out of Alabama. AJ McCarron, he ain't do nothing. Heard uh, heard left because of uh, my man. I can't pronounce his name well, right. Well, well, let's let so Tua Tua Tua. So let's look at Tua first of all, real quick, and I I think it's unfair what Miami is doing and, and it's not just Miami I don't like it and I don't want to make it about a black white thing but specifically when it comes to black quarterbacks why they don't get enough time why they don't get the benefit of the doubt why you get one year where Tua to me was a little bit above mediocre I don't think he started off really hot and then he waned towards the end a little bit he's a rookie he makes mistakes throws interceptions my thing is what I don't like is that you look at Tua they already oh we we're we're gonna. They're looking at possibly trading Tua. They're looking at what? Scott. 
Miami's they're still looking. It's almost like they, you have a beautiful girlfriend and you you about to dump her to get someone else. Nice. And I'm like, she may not even be as good as what you got. Stick with Tua, man. I think I think he I just think like, he could develop. Just and get like Jalen Hurt. You look at Jalen Hurt at, on, on Philly, and I'm like, okay. He took over for I cannot stand Carson Wentz. I, I didn't like him when he came out of uh, what's, I South Dakota State. I just I was never a fan of him anyway. It's South know? Dakota State, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm not a fan. I was never a fan of him, even when they get more that money. He's always hurt. His back hurt. His ass hurts. Everything hurts. Everything is his pinky finger. I always they, felt they like they overpaid that man. Yeah, man. I felt like, but I knew I knew they was going to do that. But I was never a fan of him from the jump. Anyway, so Jalen Hurts take over, takes over. And and Carson Wentz is is, is 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 crying and moaning and and, and and on the sideline. I'm like, bro, Jalen Hurts coming here throwing 400 yards, 450. Now they were up and down in a, I wouldn't even say a mediocre, a terrible NFC East. But guess what? You have something to build on. To me, Jalen Hurts is. If, I think Jalen Hurts. You can build with Jalen Hurts. At least for now, unless you can. For now. Yeah, but Ford my whole thing is you can't quarterback don't grow on trees, man. And you know the only thing with Jalen Hurts game, he's solid. Better than what they had, bro. I mean, he's solid because he throws he throws the passes that is, is a short thing. Like he's good at he's a he's a fifteen to twenty five yard guy. But okay. the problem with his he doesn't have a lot of velocity on his throws, man. I don't care about all that, bro. He, I, he's I'm just saying he's more efficient than the so called franchise saver in Carson Wentz. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And he can run the football. He gives you a dual, a, you know, a dual, yeah, dual threat. threat. So I'm just saying, like, give that man a chance, a legitimate chance. He was a rookie last year, right? Y'all draft him, um, what was it, second or third round? You, you, I think they drafted him, like, second or third. I, I forgot, but as, like, a backup. And I'm like, I think he's going to be more than a backup. But anyway, Tua from Alabama, give him a chance. I think I think he'll be good for Miami. Just keep him there, because um, you asked me about the um, Alabama quarterbacks. But you're right. I don't. There's not too many that pan out. I don't know any. But Mac Jones, I don't know. Here's my thing, and I know I always want to get on race, but like, yo, did you see what Justin Fields did? He's dropping in the draft, even though he had a phenomenal workout. Like, I'm trying to figure out why Justin Fields because is not considered a top quarterback. Like, right now, he's projected to drop, I think, seven or eight. Still top ten. And I Still think, top ten. Man, I think he might be better than Mac Jones and um, Zach Wilson. That's just my opinion. All right. I got a good question there. Like, if you was an owner of the franchise, and you're looking at all those quarterbacks. Well, I'm going with Trevor Lawrence, of course, if I had the number one pick. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. I mean, yeah. but other I'm just than saying. Trevor Lawrence? Other than Trevor Lawrence. I would really strongly look at Justin Fields, man. I really like his arm strength. I like the he's fact that he's a dual threat. He's a winner, man. Didn't you just see what happened? You want to? I, I just want. I me as a, I'm, as I'm a franchise owner. I want a winner. You know what I'm saying? I want a guy that is a leader that can lead my franchise. You know what I mean? That's why. And I know it's, it's an interesting transition into um, <laughs> the quarterback for. Um, I'm like, I have a brain for it right now. I guess because it's late. Um, the Texans. When you look at the Houston Texans and what's happening with Deshaun Watson, um, I like guys like that typically who you can win at every level, right? He won at Clemson. He's a leader. Prior to these allegations, he never got in trouble. 
right? He never got in trouble before. So when I look at a guy like um, Justin Fields, I'm like, yo, well, we, we're not sure if we want to take him that high. You know what I'm saying? Well, he's not overly accurate or he's more of a mobile quarterback. You know, things like that. Pay attention, man. Justin Fields, to me, is a top pick. And I don't think he should slide down to eight or nine or whatever they got. I think he should be right there prior. I, I think he should get drafted before Mac Jones. So he's a top five pick. Yeah, but right now. I mean, you also got to understand that uh, I think he's a an inside linebacker from Penn State that had a phenomenal pro day. Yeah, but we're talking about, yeah, but I, I'm talking about what's projected right now. These are teams that need quarterbacks. So we know the Jaguars need a quarterback. Somebody's drafting defense in the top five. Yeah, I, I get that. The Falcons are top four. They don't need, they don't need a quarterback, right? They have Jones. Um, they got. I mean, Matt Ryan. Uh, the Bengals. They have a quarterback. They just drafted. Um, they swapped that Philly pick, the number six overall pick. They don't need. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I see what you mean, but you're telling me that Zach Will, you tell me Zach Wilson and Mac Jones are better prospects than Justin Fields? I don't think so. Overall, no. But he's going to slip. Um, and I don't really know why Devontae, uh, Devontae Smith has dropped a little bit, too. I guess because he's, he's a receiver. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm high on Devontae as a receiver coming out of, um, Alabama. So we'll see, man. That's the draft for um the the pro- we'll get into the um NFL mock draft more as, as the um the NFL draft approaches. We'll see about that. But yeah, I was happy to see some of my girls, bro. Some of my girls from the WNBA. I was happy to see Dee Dee Riches. I told you about her from Baylor. Yep. With a little puffy hair. Yep. I'm gonna be telling you about her. Yeah, she cute too, man. She um, bad. Yeah. She got drafted in the second round, I believe, and she's going to my New York Liberty. Uh, you love that, don't you? Yeah, I, so I can see her all the time. So, when we going to a Liberty game? When I go back home. Definitely going to go up there. I got to see my girl, Dee Dee. She's bad, bro. Her, yo, did you You, you got to see the video with Shaq. <laughs> Shaq, so her mom, she, they were doing an interview with TNT, and the mom, the mom had showed up. She, she had showed her face, and Shaq was like, he's like, oh, damn, your mama's fine. <laughs> Well, he wilding. <laughs> nah, his wow. mother, her mother's pretty too. But Dee Dee Richards was one of the girls that I was rooting for, especially with her story being paralyzed for like 30, 45 days or whatever it was, and being able to come back. And she was the uh, defensive player of the year. She helped her team get to the um, you know, final four. So that, that was a really good story. I'm glad to see her bounce back. And then um, who else? Ari McDonald, the girl from Arizona, the little 5'6", five, 5'5", five, five, um, uh, feisty guard, she's good. She was drafted, I believe, third overall. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing a blank now. I forgot where she went. Now, I think she went. She went third overall to. Um, where did she go? Oh, she went to Atlanta. So yeah, she went to Atlanta. So that was a good pickup. Um, Charlie um, Collier, the big man. The big. The, um, the big man from Texas, she's like 6'5", 6'6". Mm-hmm. Do you know her story? Not at all. So she played She played in Texas. Her dad died. So her dad kind of like put her in the basketball and raised or whatever. But one day, you know, her, her, she noticed, they noticed that her dad wasn't feeling well. 
so he, he got diagnosed with cancer. He passed away, like, I think a year after or something <sighs> like that. Cancer. So unfortunately, he didn't get a chance to see or, you know, his daughter get drafted. But she has a lot of promise, too, as a big. As a big. Um, so that, that's one of the girls that, that stood out for me in that draft. Um, there was a couple other girls that were pretty good. Renaya Davis from um, Tennessee. She's good. So it was a couple of things. I was pretty happy with the draft. Just seeing the girls, their dreams come true. You know what I'm saying? And everybody getting dressed up. That was a good thing um, as far as the NBA draft. Yeah, old girl. What's her name again? Who? Shorty from Texas. Which girl from Texas? The one that's playing ball that got drafted. Oh, you talking about Kaiser? Kaiser, yeah. Oh, Kaiser. I mean, Kaiser. Like, like, Hold on, wait, wait, wait. I think I sent you a picture of Kaiser. You did. I do have a crush on Kaiser. I mean, you say it like she you was drafted. Dream. She was drafted. Yeah, uh, she got a dream, all right. <laughs> nah, I ain't going there. She got drafted. <laughs> she got drafted by the Indiana Fever. And actually, a lot of people think that she got drafted kind of high at that uh, that fifth spot, I think it was, or fourth spot. Kaiser, she um she played for Michigan and she transferred to um, West Virginia. Feisty, feisty guard. She got yo. She got handles. She can hit from the outside. Um, mid range. She could definitely. She can shoot. So she's just an all-around complete guard, and she can defend. So I, I like her game a lot. You know what I'm saying? So she'll be good a, a good addition to the Fever, and we'll see how that goes. But pretty much, that's pretty much the draft. They got 12 teams, three rounds. 12 teams, three rounds. I thought it was two rounds in the WNBA as well. No, nah, it's three rounds. 36 picks. So, And the WNBA is looking to expand... I wish they should. They're looking to expand, add more teams. I think they should. And 12 teams? That's not enough. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, it should but be But they're trying to find, you got to remember. The, find five markets? Yeah, that will actually support. I would like Richmond to get a market, man. Y'all need some. Y'all have, don't have a pro team. You know, we don't have a pro team, but it would be good because if you had a WNBA team in Richmond, it would be something that we can say we have a professional team. That's true, but will y'all really support that, though, man? You don't um, even, you yourself don't even watch WNBA. Yeah, you're right. So it's like, I mean, I don't really know. I just want something to come to my city, you feel me? It's boring. That's why I would never live out there, bro. Yo, yeah, man, I'm talking about my town, man. man. You know what I mean? But you know what would be a good market for for um, for um WMA at Charlotte? They had they had the Charlotte, I think they had the Charlotte Sting back in the days. They had a female, they had a women's um, team. They could ease, easily out here. People yeah, so I could it. see a WMA team here in Charlotte or also one in Houston, you know, because the, the comments... They were good for a while. The franchise, they won four ch- championships straight. So I could see Houston and some other markets, you know what I'm saying? But until that happens, man, you know, we're just going to deal with the 12 teams that we have, and that's pretty much it. We thank you for listening to another episode of the Time to Weigh In podcast. Here we out.